What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. This is 12 to 1 with me, Adrian Abraham. Time to talk about the F&B industry, in particular a certain venue that's creating a lot of buzz. Firangi Superstar, a modern Indian restaurant with a tagline, a foreigner's love letter to India. Now, the Dandy Collection is the group behind this concept. Of course, our listeners will be familiar with Neon, Pigeon and Fat Prince. Joining me on the line, I've roped in Rohit Rupchan, founder and chief executive officer of the Dandy Collection, and Michael Goodman, founder and chief visionary officer of the Dandy Collection. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you? Very well. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, amazing. Thrilled to be here. Thanks. Awesome. So good to talk to you guys on air. Now, to someone who's never been to Ferangi Superstar, how would you describe the establishment? I think this is a tough one. It can be so many things to so many different people in so many ways. The first thing that I would describe is it's an escape. It is from the moment you walk in there, you are in a different world. And that's intentional. This is such a crazy time, right? With COVID and everything, we've been on lockdown for so long that we wanted to create a place that was a sense of escape. And at its core, that's what Ferangi Superstar is. But if you look deeper, it's built on memories and thoughts and just a real passion, respect and appreciation for India. And we just tried to just go as deep as we possibly could. And I think you could go in and just get lost and have a bit of fun, or you could go in and really look for those deeper things. And I think either way, you know, you can come out having a lot of fun. Yeah, what an incredible experience it was. I visited recently and I was blown away by not only the food, but also the decor and the ambiance and everything else around it. Tell me a little bit more about the inspiration behind the concept. I think we've all been in this situation where like our entertainment for the last 18 months has been Netflix and streaming and so a lot of film, a lot of movies. And I think when Rohit and I started working on this together, we really just started talking about a lot of these fun movies about India that excited us and also just a lot of other different movies that felt very colorful and vibrant. And so we created this sort of cinematic journey where you walk through the space and you've got four different rooms. Each room has its own story, has a different story of India to tell from the officers club to the old railway room to the Elephant Palace and the Jungle Lodge in the back. And it really does, you know, you could sit in a different space every time and it's a different experience. And I think just kind of going through the idea of it being a collection of scenes and short stories was a huge part of the inspiration. But then when you go deeper, you know, it's all these stories came from somewhere, right? They're from Rohit growing up in India, leaving India, returning to India. They're from me getting married in India and spending a lot of time in India and all the stories that we both encountered as we were there. And we wanted to put a lot of that into it. So you could definitely describe this as a passion project and you could definitely describe this as something that's deeply personal to us. And it's so good to see this collection of, you know, short stories about your experiences really come to life in the form of Ferangi Superstar. Of course, you mentioned that this is a very difficult time. It's a strange time. The COVID-19 pandemic takes a lot of risk to open up a business during the pandemic. What are some of the challenges that you guys faced while opening up Ferangi Superstar? You know, there's challenges opening up a restaurant anytime. The risks are always high. The industry has some of the highest failure rates in business. So the F&B industry, it's generally just a high-risk industry. I think during COVID, this was 
obviously made even higher risk, just given the uncertainties of the start-stop, the lockdown, the delivery only. So, you know, we definitely felt like we were taking on a big risk. But, you know, for us, every F&B project is a calculated risk. You know, we make sure that we explore what's going on in the market and we find gaps in the market in terms of what, what concepts are not in the market and where we have the opportunity to plug that gap. And then we go out very methodically looking uh, for the right space in the right location and being able to negotiate the best rental possible so that even if things are on the downtrend or things are in a tough situation, our financial risk in terms of what our fixed costs are as low as possible. Outside of that, you know, during the pandemic, the biggest challenges that we we did face were, you know, with uh, uh, shipments and contractors and, you know, manpower in general, borders being closed and Singapore being landlocked. Um, I think made it quite challenging. But, you know, we're happy to get through it. We're happy to get Ferrangi Superstar open and very excited for the possibilities to come and, you know, for Singapore to get back to a sense of uh, normalcy and living with COVID from here on out. Yeah, and it's so good to see, despite all the challenges that you faced, you know, now life is getting back to some sort of normal. You mentioned there, of course, the FNB industry was already high risk. Opening up a restaurant, the pandemic has made it even more challenging. The R&D, the research and development, while opening any restaurant can be challenging. But while you were planning to open up Ferangi Superstar, how long did it take you to A, come up with the idea and B, you know, put that into motion? I think idea-wise, Rohit and I have been planting the seeds for this for probably four or five years. This has been just something we've wanted to do for a long time, and the timing just worked out to be now. I think we had the right people now as well, with Chef Tiru coming on board and having somebody so talented to work with and, and really go. But So the seeds of the idea took us four years, but from the day that we said, okay, let's do it, let's hit the gas and go to the day we got the doors open, probably closer to five, six months. And you know what, the way we start is, is Chef Tiru and I get together, obviously with Rohit, seeing as how I'm not Indian, despite the fact that I know a decent amount about Indian food, it was really important that we have some really good, you know, Indian perspective on there as well. And Tiru is of Indian heritage as well. So really getting that together. One of the things that was so crucial for us, not just in the R&D of the food, but in everything else we did was making sure that we were always coming from a, a place of positivity, respect, and love. To us, that's the difference between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation. And so being able to come at it from that direction meant that we had to constantly be checking ourselves every step of the way, whether it's what we said or what we cooked or what we drank or whatever. And that probably for me, I think was the most challenging and took the most time because we really wanted to make sure that we were spreading the love. Yeah, so well put there. And of course, it's so good to see when an idea comes to, you know, fruition like Ferangi, a superstar. And you mentioned there how, you know, despite not being Indian, you still know a lot about the food culture there. And when you combine yourself, Rohit, and the chef as well, you know, it's perfection. The Dandy Collection is the brains behind Neon Pigeon and Fat Prince. How much more challenging was it opening up this establishment compared to your two other venues? 
I don't know if Rohit and I have different answers on that, actually. Ro, why don't you go first? Uh, yeah, we probably do. Look, like I said earlier, you know, every F&B business is challenging to open. You know, I think Neon Pigeon and Fat Prince um, in their own were, were challenging. Neon Pigeon being our first venue and, you know, Fat Prince being a, a very sizable venue that we took on at the time. Um, however, Ferangi Superstar, I would say, was kind of the perfect storm coming together. You know, as Michael said, we had the right people and, you know, it wasn't just the chef, but the entire support team around that from our director of operations to general manager to, you know, bar manager, wait staff, et cetera. So, you know, getting this project together was, I would say, the perfect storm of everything coming together at the right time, which made it feel a little bit easier. And that's in hindsight, because while we were in it, it definitely didn't feel that way. But uh, in hindsight, it definitely did feel a little bit easier. And, you know, we're feeling very uh, fortunate to be in the position that we're in today. Yeah, I think from my side, I kind of don't feel the challenge and I'm really engaged passionately and when the team is really engaged passionately and it was so exciting for me to be a part of this with Rohit's involvement as he said you know director of ops and Mike bar team and GM and chef and everybody was just so you know our PR guys our in-house PR and marketing our external PR everybody was so excited about it that for me that made this actually probably the easiest project we've ever done in that regard but then again, you know, kind of working in that line and making sure we're spreading the love, that was probably took the most work, but it was something that we really loved to do. So it worked out really well for us, I think. Your passion, well, both your passion is evident in this concept of Virangi Superstar. We're in conversation with Rohit Rupchand and Michael Goodman. Rohit is the founder and chief executive officer of the Dandy Collection, while Michael is the founder and chief visionary officer of the Dandy Collection. Gentlemen, let's talk about the food and the drinks you know the most interesting part when people want to go check out virangi superstar let's get a couple of recommendations what are some of the must try dishes on the food menu number one for me has to be a dish called this is not alu gobi and i think the reason why it's number one for me is this this very cool thing that happened when i first tasted it chef was over at my house with Mike, our director of ops and Rohit, and he was cooking some dishes. It was before we really landed on what the restaurant was gonna be food-wise. We knew it was gonna be Indian, we just didn't know exactly what that meant. And then he puts this dish down that is not alu gobi, but you taste it and every flavor of alu gobi is there and it just kinda happens and it just like all of a sudden you've got these memories that fire you back to when you had this perfect alu gobi, you know, somewhere on your travels or, or, or wherever and it was just like, like all of a sudden, it was just like, whoa, this is something special. Actually, there's something happening here. And then we found that with some other dishes like tikka takeaway, which is a, a tandoori octopus, which really tastes like the best chicken tikka you've ever had, but it's a beautiful octopus dish. And then of course, you know, we've got prata waffle, which is a really interesting dish, which is basically a mashup of a Chennai fried chicken with butter chicken with US chicken and waffles. So there's a lot of fun stuff happening but it's all, to me, all the flavors are Indian. They're not Western flavors. We are not doing fusion. That is not what this is. This is a celebration of India, just in a different way, from a different perspective. As Rohit likes to say, India through another lens. I would say the Soti Fresh for me, it's just this incredible South Indian coconut milk ceviche 
that's just so fresh, but the flavors are just so um, familiar as well as far as the, the soti goes. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Rohit, because out of my two or three favorites, the Sothi Fresh, the Tandoori Takeaway, I also loved the Sacred Samosa. I think that was just magnificent, the way you deconstructed that samosa and put it all together. Who would have also thought, but just quickly before we move on, what do you say to individuals out there who say, yes, I can get Indian food all over Singapore? Why would you encourage them to try your restaurant? I would say if you want a different perspective on it. I think that's what we're doing. We're just trying to do Indian food in a way that that we're excited about, that we're passionate about. And we eat Indian food in a lot of other restaurants as well. You know, whether that means eating in some other modern Indian restaurants that we love and respect with great chefs who are doing things, or whether that means just, you know, simple takeaway or a restaurant in Little India. We're passionate about Indian food. This is just another expression of it. So if you're interested in another expression of Indian food, then I'd say, yeah, come give us a check. And as Robert mentioned, it's through a different lens. Let's also talk about some of your cocktails and other drinks on the menu. Some very unique concepts. We talked off air. I mentioned the Parley G Biscuits, you know, accompanying one of the drinks, which brought back a lot of memories for me. You know, what will you recommend for first timers heading to Ferangi Superstar when it comes to the cocktails? For, for me, I'm always, I'm still working my way through the gin tonic list. I find it so exciting that, you know, that there are so many different, the subtleties in difference between the gins and between the tonics and between the accompaniments and how they all work. We've got eight beautiful gin and tonics that are all different. And I, But I also love the fact that we've got gins from India on the list as well, which is, you know, exciting and interesting. I think I haven't quite made my way through the entire cocktail list yet because I'm still working on those. Ro, what about you on the cocktail side? I think for me, the um, like you said, the, the drink that comes with the Pali G, it's called the Milk Punch. And that to me is such a great drink. It's got flavor profiles that allow you to just continue sipping on it and, and get through it very easily. And, you know, if you get the Pali G with it and even dunk it in as you would into a cup of milk as a kid, it's just a great combination. Um, the other one that I really love is the saffron sour. Um, you know, it's a classic sour drink, but you know, it's got saffron flavor, not overpowering, but just perfect to round out the drink really well. Yeah, the Parley G Biscuits, of course, any kid growing up in India will be very familiar with it and will bring back a lot of good memories. We've talked about the food, we've talked about the drinks. What about the decor and different rooms in the establishment? Michael touched on this, how each room is different, You know, but what makes each section unique? It starts with a, like any good film, it starts with a story, right? You have to have a story and we wanted to tell a story of different aspects of India, the things that were probably most iconic that people really knew of. And then interestingly enough, uh, for a restaurant with so much color and the fact that one of the, if you haven't been, one of the main things that differentiates each room is that each room has its own color palette. Um, and each color palette is entirely different from the color palette next to it, um, but yet they are complementary. And so what's interesting about this and what was interesting about the design process of this is that we actually designed it all in black and white first did the entire design, completed the design in black and white, and then went back to do color palettes. Now that's a very unusual process for design, but we did it because the color was so important to us. It, we knew that this was gonna be such an important part of the experience that we felt that we didn't want that 
to influence the physical design that came before it. So by just focusing on black and white design, we got all the details the way we wanted them. We got all the emotion and the feeling the way we wanted it. And then we were able to add this sort of coat above it that just kind of, you know, an outfit that you put on it that just brought it together. And I think for me, that was a really cool experience. We actually spent three days on just like sitting around doing nothing but talking about colors. And I'm not even talking about this fabric or that fabric, but literally just colors on the Pantone scale. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah, each room has a different story. And what a unique experience that you've created uh, this establishment and it's a must visit destination here in Singapore. You know, you opened Ferangi Superstar during a very difficult time, the heightened alert. Of course, not as difficult compared to the circuit breaker, but still challenging. But now that groups of five can dine in restaurants once again, you know, how is the restaurant prepared for this new, let's say, era? You know, for us, the heightened alert was difficult. Tables of two were obviously, you know, limited. Uh, we, we had limited capacity as a result. Um, but it also allowed us to get our legs under us. It also allowed us the opportunity to connect with our guests, who were essentially the first people coming through our doors. You know, now that we're out of this and getting to groups of five, not much is changing on our side. Of course, our table configurations to allow for bigger groups is being changed. Our reservation platform, whether it's on Chope or uh, through our website, is being changed to make sure that bigger groups can book. But apart from that, there really isn't too much change. We've been living in a world of COVID. We opened our restaurant in a world of COVID. Um, so we're already in line with all the social and safe distancing requirements that the government has mandated F&B venues to enforce. Um, so apart from just allowing diners to book bigger tables and accommodating larger reservations, not much is changing for us in that regard. Yeah, definitely adapted to the new normal. You've been open for just over a few weeks now. You know, what's been the initial response from the customers who have visited you so far? I would say overwhelming. You know, it's been just really humbling from our side um, to see people come into the venue and from the minute they walk in, just be transported through this unbelievable journey of uh, of the different spaces. I think everybody who's come through has really appreciated the design and decor and been wowed by it. And then as they sit down and go through the drinks and then the food, you know, it's just this complete feeling of surprise and awe of what they've experienced, which has been really humbling for us. So we're very excited and, and we can't wait for her to have bigger groups and more people through our door. And we can't wait to have music in the venue if and when that's ever going to happen. That's another part I'm looking forward to because right now music, of course, was, uh, you know, not allowed during the uh, heightened alerts and this uh, new phase. But once it starts, I think everyone who's visited the venue is just as intrigued as I am of how it's going to be. Just before I let you go, when guests visit your restaurant, what do you want their biggest takeaway to be? I think there's a couple of takeaways that we would be thrilled that they had. Um, the first one is if you can come in and get lost and just forget, you know, any of the what's going on and forget the rest of the world. And if you can take a little journey in your mind and the journey into your imagination and into your creativity and find this trip that you can take outside of Singapore, even if it's only in your mind and only for a couple of hours and experience India and the passion the way we experience it, that would be magnificent. But if all that happens is you come in and you have a really great meal and you really enjoy yourself, we'd be excited about that too. 
Yeah, like I think Michael covered it, right? It's like I think in a perfect world, it would be this amazing transportive experience that people have as they walk through our doors and then they're transported through, uh, you know, this, this lens of memory via the drinks and the food to really invoke this feeling of India, whether it's India as they know or India as they've discovered um, while they're with us. Yeah, it's certainly an unforgettable experience, Firangi Superstar. We've been in conversation with Rohit Roopchand and Michael Goodman. Rohit is the founder and chief executive officer of the Dandy Collection. And Michael is the founder and chief visionary officer of the Dandy Collection, the brains behind Firangi Superstar, a foreigner's love letter to India. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time and joining me on the show. And I wish you the best, you know, in this new phase. Thanks very much. And thanks for having us again. Cheers. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.